0: Welcome to the Pillars of Smoke Podcast. My name is Sam. Hey, and I'm uh, Maga. Memories come soon, like opening the room, it's picking me What a Whoa. banger. Ugh. What a fantastic cover, too. That oh, is, man. <clears throat> Wolves at the gate. That's
1: right. Gate. Ugh. Covering that Lincoln Park. Beautiful. Great song. Great song. What a banger.
0: I love the original, but you know what? That's a, that's a favorite, bro. That's a favorite right there. That's a favorite, that's that's a favorite right there.
1: Brand new album. Uh, Wolves new at the album. gate. That's a brand new album. Yeah, man. Uh, new album release right there. It's called uh, "Lost in Translation." Mm. Yeah, "Lost in Translation." That's good. Good music, man. I mean, for metal, for like metalcore, Christian metal, Kingdom d- Kingdom Core.
0: Kingdom Core, man. That's really what it is. Kingdom, Kingdom Core. Core. It's it's so funny how so many like Christian metal bands started coming out that they had to make like a s- new subgenre yeah. called Kingdom Core.
1: And honestly, there's a lot of there's a lot of Christian metal bands out there. Phineas is a really good one. Phineas is awesome. One of one of my favorites is a Fit for a King. Mm. One of my favorites, personally. I also like For Today. There's a you know uh, the Devil Wears Prada. No, they're not. They used to be. When? They used to be and so when? was Bear and so was Beartooth by the way. Beartooth
0: for a very long time was.
1: They were they were a Christian metal band for a long time. I'm pretty sure that the Devil Wars product excuse me, the Double Wars product was a Christian band. Oh well, that's
0: good to go. Never. I don't think I don't think they were ever a Christian metal band. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm gonna have to look that one up.
1: I mean someone told I mean I remember <laughs> my boy told me that. <laughs> and I was so like I was so green. I had I didn't know anything about Christian metal. Oh, was that
0: yeah? Yeah. Of course.
1: Piña head. Piña. Piña wars. Piña was it Piña wars? That was the name of it, right? I think so. Piña wars podcast. Where you guys at, man? Hey, what about Cutter?
0: They never, they never got off the ground, bro. They never, they never got off the ground. Well, they never recorded another one. I know, which was sad. Like I was, I was waiting for that to happen.
1: They were good, man. That first episode, that first episode recorded. was hilarious. Every time I talked to him, he was like, "Oh yeah, bro, I gotta, I gotta." We got to start recording again. We got to do something else and they never do it. But, you know, he's doing really good, man. It's good. They're doing well.
0: It's good. If anyone out there is listening, go give a Binia Wars some crap. Tell them to keep making stuff.
1: Yeah, post something to their to their uh to their, to their, their Spotify.
0: Do they have a Spotify? They don't have an Instagram though, right? I don't know. I don't think so. Speaking of Instagram, we will be getting ours back off the ground soon. Uh we have an instagram we have an instagram Instagram. pillars of smoke uh kind of took a hiatus there on on our instagram for a little bit
1: we took a little break on on socials
0: yeah for a little bit but we will be getting it back up there uh promoting some some of our stuff and really just i think we're gonna try and turn it more towards being a very personal interactive type thing where we're posting out more uh infographs turning out um Putting out some new not newsletters, uh, blog posts for you guys, different things like that, and really just going a little deeper in what we're putting out on the podcast. And stay tuned for some very interesting things that are gonna be coming up next very year. Very interesting things. Very interesting things coming up next year. You're gonna wanna look you're gonna wanna listen to this Luke series that we're going through. Oh yeah. Very closely. Oh, we got some projects. Because going. that project that we're coming out next year with will be directly related to this Luke series that we're I don't even I don't even want to call it a series. Can we stop calling things series? Yeah, I don't like the name series. It's kind of weird.
1: It's very weird. It's kind
0: of weird. It's just episodes. It's mm-hmm. just a collection of episodes. But it's fantastic
1: this collection
0: this collection. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You know what's actually... If you know you know. Uh, if you know, you know. If you know, what is it? Uh, so it's, um, we call them seasons here in the States. What is it that they call it in the UK? Uh, dang. I can't remember what it like is. Like weather? Like, like seasons of? No, 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 of- no. So, so, like, so like, you know how like shows have season one, season two, season three? Oh, chapters? Um, no, animes are based off of chapters. Oh. Animes are based off of chapters. I can't remember what it is that they call it. I think it's series actually <laughs> Maybe, maybe a series uh, La serie,
1: la telenovela
0: La tele Oh my gosh
1: Alright, let's we, get into this Where are we? It.
0: We are in Luke chapter 6
1: seis. And
0: Luke chapter 6 Lucas Is so freaking dense Oh my gosh That we are going to be splitting up Luke chapter 6 We have to into three parts Mm -hmm. because if not it's just going to be too much it's going to be way too much it's going to be like opening up a fire hydrant and none of you are going to want to listen to us ever again yeah so we're going to be breaking this up into three sections and today we are going to be going we're going to be covering verses one through 19 and there's some very interesting things that happen in here and the first portions we are going to be looking at The Sabbath. That's right. So, if we can read this off really quick, uh, verse 1 through 5. On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? Now, this is very funny to me because the passage right before Jesus was talking about why they don't fast. Right. So uh, we don't fast and we eat on the Sabbath. And we uh, we also pluck grain on the Sabbath. Uh, so he's just a rebel on all ends. Uh, yeah. So verse 3, and Jesus answered them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, the son of man is Lord of the sabbath yeah mag the sheer audacity that jesus has to respond with this <laughs> the audacity to, to, to these, compare himself yeah. to king david my goodness i'm
1: pretty sure that uh i i mean if if i was a pharisee i would be like who do you think you are Like who do you really think you are? Did you just (laughs) do you really think that you can just compare yourself to King David here in this situation? Blasphemer. I mean, you blasphemer. Heretic. uh, Blasphemer—it's a stretch, but heretic, absolutely. Oh yeah. Heretic, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the Sabbath is a big deal Mm -hmm. for for the people of God. I mean, it takes root back in Deuteronomy, and uh, you know, keeping in mind uh,
0: that Deuteronomy. Deuter- Deuteronomy, no, no Exodus Leviticus, no,
1: no, no. It's Deuteronomy, but it's Deuteronomic law. Uh, the Deuteronomic law. Ooh, uh, of the Old Testament. It, you know, it was um, it was permissible um, for um, uh, for the grain fields um in order to help people feed
0: right helping sojourners helping the poor helping those who were traveling yeah
1: I mean you' you'll you'll see things like you know taking care of like basic necessities and things like that right um in Leviticus chapter 23 verse 22 it was okay in order right. to feed someone that was a necessity and something like that but the Sabbath it's, it was kept as such a holy day it's so sacred it's set apart it was the day that the you lord rested work. you you don't work and then you don't do anything and then there's so many ceremonial laws mm-hmm. to protect the sabbath and ultimately what it is is that the sabbath was a day of worship it's not only a day of rest; it was a day of worship. Right, and that is what you did. You rested from your labor. You rested from your job, from, from, from sweat, and from, 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 from toiling the land. Mm-hmm. And then you just worshipped God. Hmm. But that snowballed, and it and it transitioned from a day of rest and worship of God to worshiping the day.
0: Mm-hmm. It became, over, than, it became over a tradition. It became a major tradition. It's a major even to this day. I like think they would go to synagogue, but they like, they weren't in synagogue all day. They would just go for the reading of the law, and then they go to home. Like, and and I mean, you can, I mean, you we're 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 in South Florida. You go over to Aventura, you see, you see the the Orthodox Jews. Oh yeah. walking all over the place oh, on, yeah. on Friday evening and Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon like Absolutely. they just walk everywhere they don't do anything like they don't work. It's crazy. <laughs> it's really funny when I I haven't been to Israel, I know you have. Yeah. Uh but I know that the stories that our professors have told us from seminary of like mm-hmm. they've gone to Israel and they're there on the Sabbath and like the lights turn on automatically so that they don't have to flip a switch. No, because well, they consider it labor.
1: No, the no. Well, actually, even the problem <laughs> is that they they turn those lights off and they light candles.
0: So wouldn't even lighting, they, like, wouldn't the lighting a candle even constitute? A no, work? they
1: light the candles the day before. <laughs> Jeez. The day before the Sabbath starts, they light their candles and it's twenty four hour candles that wow. Or or they keep like their lights on. Or... Yeah, they, they they keep their lights on for twenty four hours. bill um, must be insane. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> because them actually just simply the act of walking around and triggering a sensor is work considered to them. Yeah. Yeah. So even in, in Israel, you go, if if you happen to be in Israel during the Sabbath, elevators stop in every single floor. So Mm. you don't actually have to press the button to make the elevator move because that would be considered work. Wow. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's things like that, 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 they've taken the Sabbath to like this extreme and they're missing the picture. And rather than worshiping the God of creation, the God mm-hmm. who allows us to work and rest, they're worshiping the God they're worshiping the, the day, day rather than the creator of the day.
0: And what's interesting here is uh, the passage that he decides to refer to. Yeah. Is <coughs> what
1: passage? What, uh, what section here?
0: Uh, so here where he points out, um, have you not read what David did? Mm-hmm. So it's pointing back towards 1 Samuel chapter 21 um, or David's, you know, he's on the run from Saul. He's yes. on the run from King Saul and he, him and his men are like starving. They haven't eaten probably in days. And He wanders into a town and he comes up to a priest and he's like, Hey, do you have any bread that you can give me to eat? And he's like, Nope, I, only, I don't have any regular bread. I only have the bread of the presence, but like, I can, I can give it to you if you guys are clean like if you guys are still clean and he's like well yeah none of us have seen like I've been with any women or like you know we haven't really done anything that's that's normally our ritual when when we're out on an expedition we're doing something for the king like can you give us a bread he's like yeah sure here take the bread so that, like he takes the bread and it's and it's not and that kind of it goes back to it's not like his disciples were like arbitrarily plucking grain from from these things from mm-hmm. the fields just because they wanted a snack, like they were probably on on a preaching tour. Yeah, they're probably wandering around. Yep. They've been performing miracles. They've been, you know, Jesus has been teaching left and right. Like, and they, I mean, they're probably and Jesus just is hungry. Already,
1: and, and they've Jesus is already performing miracles. Exactly. So I'm sure they have people flocking to them left oh, and right.
0: Absolutely.
1: Words getting around.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's and they're just hungry. And they see the grain, and they're like, "Well, it's within our right that we can take this because we're technically journeymen right now." Like we're out, like we're sojourning, mm-hmm. we're away from home. We're in a grain field. We can do this. It's okay. Right. So he's kind of like equating this to saying, "Hey, I I think it was okay what David did. Like David took the bread. Yeah. Even though this bread was only meant for the priests, he was hungry. Absolutely. And so were his men. And it kind of it boils down to what you were talking about earlier, uh, before before we started recording and and um, in in where. The traditions cannot surpass surpass that need of basic human life, yeah like basic human need is food for hunger
1: absolutely uh, we can never uh I, the and that was the intention of Jesus here right uh, because Jesus could have easily um you know uh it, it it's a wonder that Jesus, you know, God incarnate, didn't at this point decide that he had enough and unleashed his power mm-hmm. and his, his deity upon these uh, Pharisees. But he calmly and patiently, in a very loving way, answered their question mm-hmm. and just told them, hey, did, did you forget about David? David? David did the exact same thing. I mean he went to and not only and and David didn't go to some random cornfield. He went to, straight
0: to the priest. Straight to the tabernacle. And the priest gave it to him. Mm-hmm. When he wasn't supposed to.
1: Because he understood that human life surpasses mm-hmm. our uh, our our ceremonial laws.
0: So this is so this is really Jesus. This is Jesus challenging even the philosophy of ethics that the Pharisees have absolutely and this is actually a
1: big ethical question within um, Within seminary. I mean when we were in school, I remember this being a topic of discussion Mm -hmm. a a top Topic of discussion a topic of discussion (laughs) and many and many lectures that that we had to sit through Um, Because honestly what do you do in the situation? Do you mm-hmm. say something? Do you let it slide? Right. I think you talked about, I think before we started recording, you had mentioned something against uh, Heinz. Heinz Dilemma. Uh, Heinz Dilemma. It's a and very. Share that with us a little bit because it's so very, it's actually, um, it, it coincides with our, with our topic does. of discussion so, here. So,
0: so the gist of Heinz Dilemma was a, was a, was a German man who stole uh, life-saving medicine for his daughter who was dying of an illness. Uh, and he gave it to her and she was saved from it but the dilemma was was it was it ethically right for heinz to steal knowing he he knew that it was wrong was it ethically right for him to do it should he have disobeyed the law to save his daughter's life Mm -hmm. and then the other two options were okay well he disobeyed the law you know does the law punish him or does the law turn a blind eye right to what he did because he was doing it for a for a good reason like it wasn't he wasn't arbitrarily stealing the medicine it wasn't like he was like taking it and selling it to the black market to gain a crap ton of money he was literally stealing the medicine to provide life-saving treatment for his daughter sure so it's like it, it falls within that same ethical law here that we're looking at where it's saying hey these men are hungry just because it's... Sa- like, we don't have any food prepared. We've been walking for days. Is it ethically right to let them starve? Right. Like, do, like we haven't eaten in a few days. Is it okay that they just grab some of these grains just to hold them off until tomorrow or we're in our next sure. town and we can actually buy something? Or do we let them starve? Or do right. we punish them? Like, right. are, are you Pharisees going to bring them before a tribunal and have them, like, stoned because they decided to pluck some grain? Absolutely. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think that... uh that this idea of uh, ceremony not taking precedence over the fundamentals of human life mm-hmm. is is perfectly in line with how with how Luke is writing this letter oh, absolutely. to Theophilus because he's keeping in mind here that there are people in need. There mm. are people in need of not only the gospel, but there are people in need of physical. of physical. Um, uh, of physical necessities mm-hmm. um, like we're gonna see in the very next section when we yeah. get there but this chapter is much more than just taking care of the physical needs of people and 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 any of those things and, and miracles or anything like that this this chapter in this entire book is to personify and um, and to project who Jesus was mm-hmm. and Jesus is the son of man and he says it there in verse 5 the Son of
0: Man is Lord of the Sabbath.
1: And right here, I mean, Jesus just makes this claim once again, and he mm-hmm. uses the phrase that he's used before in previous chapters, that he's the Son of Man. Mm. What does that mean? I mean, what does it mean that he's taking on this persona of the Son of Man and that it means that he's the Lord of the Sabbath?
0: Right. It means, well, the Son, the son of Man is, is, was a term used by the prophets. Right. When they were prophesying who the Messiah was, the Messiah was always considered to be the Son of Man. Sure, and and it's and it's 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 the capitalization of Son that marks the deity. It's 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 the one who is anointed, the one who is sent by God. It's the Christ through man. It is the Christos. Christ. So it's so it's he's 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 claiming his deity by calling himself the Son of Man, but then he's also telling us, "I'm the Lord of this hmm I created this because I am God I do what I want with my Sabbath right
1: uh, do you think the Pharisees here uh, understood uh, what Jesus was saying when he took on um, the phrase uh, the son of man do you think that the Pharisees knew what Jesus was alluding to regarding himself and his deity
0: if we if we jump down, yeah. go for it. Uh, da, 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 da. If we jump down, hold on. I think it is actually. So it's in it's in the it's in the next it's in the very next passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did know. I think they did know. I've always had this slight inclination that they knew who Jesus was they just refused to they refused to recognize it right right and we, we can see this it. and we can see this in, in the in the next section and this next section kind of even goes further into the ethical side of things and 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 Jesus just displaying his deity of Well, who let's he jump is. into it let's jump so into So let's it. so let's read this next section uh Verse six, on another Sabbath, <laughs> he entered a, he entered the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. So here's that ethical thing again. is, is this is he actually going to perform a miracle on the Sabbath, so that they might find a reason to accuse him. Mm. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man with the withered hand, "Come and stand here' And he rose and stood there and jesus said to them i ask you is it lawful on the sabbath to do good or to do harm to save a life or to destroy it wow so he's literally presenting them with the ethical answer and in in, in, in in a different term if if y'all decided to go out to the to the seaside and you saw some on the sabbath and you saw someone drowning would you go in there to save that person Mm. or would you let them drown? Right. It's it's, it's essentially what he's saying. If you have the opportunity to save someone, if you have the opportunity to to do good on the Sabbath, are you going to do that or are you just going to turn a blind eye because it's the Sabbath? Right? And then he says, uh, and after looking around at them all, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored. Now, here's the very interesting thing about this. Because Jesus technically didn't do any work. He did. Right? But it's not anything physical that he did here in this passage. Other than tell this man, put your hand out. That's all he did. That's all he did. He didn't wave his hand. He didn't lay his hands on him. He didn't look up to the heavens. He didn't close his eyes. Jesus, all he said was lift up your hand and his hand was no longer withered what would the pharisees be able to accuse jesus of working on the sabbath of performing a miracle on the sabbath just by saying stretch your hand out he didn't do anything at least not by this passage he didn't do anything but he did something right and he's showing the pharisees again hey there's good that is to be done on the Sabbath. And I am the Lord of the Sabbath, and I can do whatever I want. And here is where I believe that the, that the Pharisees did know who he was and that they understood what he meant. Mm-hmm. Because in this, he's breaking down their traditions. He's breaking down their ceremony. He's breaking down the law that they have known for so long sure. and refused to get rid of because they themselves have taken power over that law and lorded it over everyone. Sure. So for them to call, like for Jesus to say the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. He has now taken that power away from them because now he's telling them you are not Lord of the Sabbath. I am Lord of the Sabbath. Wow. You don't tell people what to do. I, I tell, tell people what to do. He's literally stripping them of their authority. Verse 11.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus.
1: Right there, they knew. They knew. They knew that that Jesus was taking on the authority that mm-hmm. only the Messiah could. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know how to respond to it because they had concocted in their minds the idea of what their ideal Messiah is going to look like and how it's going to happen Right rather than looking at the facts of the Old Testament and looking at it and and reading it for what it is Mm -hmm. They started to develop these these traditions and they started to develop these ideas and these doctrines and out of thin air out of nothing because they have no they had They had nothing to nothing to go off of they had nothing to go off of so instead of expecting a humble servant king they were expecting this extraordinary militaristic economic powerhouse to come and turn their their country around from the oppression that they were that they were experiencing from rome
0: and if they missed the picture they missed the picture and if we look at it if, if 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 we really look at this right in and who they were expecting to get right one one could look at it and say well they were only looking at their circumstance yeah they weren't looking at what god's plans actually were and 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 you could look at that and say well prophets have said if forget the prophets the prophets have told us that He's going to come and he's going to wipe away every tear and heal everyone and the blind who can see and the lame will walk and all these other things. And, you know, we're going to be prosperous again. However, they kind of overstep all that. And I think they go back to looking at, well, David's promise from the Lord was that he would always have a son to sit on his throne and David and Solomon were two of our most prosperous kings and they did everything that they possibly could within their power to make sure that they were the rulers to make sure that they were the military might to make sure that they were the richest ones to make sure that they were the ones that could take care of our country the way it needs to be taken care of so our Messiah must be this same type of person our Messiah must be this type of grand military general who can come down Set everything the right the way that's supposed to and we're going to be back on top of the hill, right? When in reality it's not
1: you know the (laughs) irony uh, the irony that is The irony is that the Pharisees were ready to bring charges against Jesus for violating the Sabbath uh, for doing good on the Sabbath for healing on the Sabbath, right and They were plotting to kill him.
0: Yep It was it's 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 from here.
1: It's from this point on. It's from
0: chapter six verse eleven that the Pharisees start to plot to kill Jesus. What?
1: But the gross, uh, but the irony here is that that's a gross violation of the Sabbath. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Of of the sanctity of the day of God uh, that He has set apart for well being, Mm -hmm. and and finally you know we read that section of in verse 11 we were filled at, um, and the pharisees were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to jesus mm. like on the can you imagine that like on a sabbath that uh, on a sabbath day that god intended for worship and for resting and for and for for, being, glorifying, god. for glorifying god you're over here plotting on how to kill
0: god god And here's and here's the here's the here's like that crazy part that goes hand in hand with what you just said. Sure. The work that Jesus is doing in this moment. Scrap the Pharisees out. Everyone else is still looking in awe. Right. Everyone else is still looking in amazement. And at the end of the day, everyone in this room, just like every other miracle just just like every other miracle that that he's done everyone walks away glorifying God. Mm. Why wouldn't you want to do something that's good? Why wouldn't you want to do something on the Sabbath that is going to boost everyone's glorification and worship of the Lord versus doing harm?
1: You know, uh you know the Bible warns us about Uh, grieving the holy spirit in ephesians 4 30. so in in the days um in the days before the flood god looked at the evil in the world and said um, that the spirit shall not abide in man forever Mm. genesis chapter 6 verse 3. there's a point when when his compassion ends his mercy stops and his anger erupts mm. you know therefore you know we we can't harden our hearts when we hear the word of god you know the the holy ghost uses the word of god to quicken our our um, our, our con- uh, to quicken our consciences to make us awake for the rebellion against god mm. There are people out there literally rebelling against god they they have no desire there's there's no desire for the things of god nothing has the power to bring us from health like the word of god Mm. and and we see that with jesus and the and the man with the withered hand right only only God Himself can truly mm. cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm. And the the Pharisees are there watching this, watching this happen before their very eyes, mm. and they still can't believe.
0: Mm. Okay. Oh, well, sorry, wrong you one. Say amen. You ought to say ouch. My bad. <laughs>
1: Oh, wait, I'll hit it again.
0: If you can't say amen, you ought to say ouch.
1: I mean, there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing there's that people nothing can't, that there's, can do. There's nothing that we can do. We, we literally rest in, in the hands of God. Um,
0: now, here's, now, here's the best part. Because as Christians, we don't celebrate the Sabbath. As Christians, I not the traditional sabbath not the traditional sabbath of sabbath like we're not but even on even on a sunday if we're if sunday is our new sabbath it's Mm -hmm. not even sabbath if you consider the amount of work that That people that serve in ministries do like unless you're just a normal congregant that goes to church on a sunday you do your worship you listen to your sermon you go home you eat lunch like sure cool but if you're one of the Thousands of people that serve at their local church every single Sunday. You don't have a Sabbath. What is your Sabbath? Saturday beforehand?
1: And even then, and even some then, of them are still there.
0: And even then, some of them are still there. Some of them are still there. But what's, what's what, what I think Jesus here is trying to do is trying to change that. It's trying to change the ideology of you don't, you don't need a Sabbath work can be done when work can be done and rest will always be rest. And at the end of the day, you need to rest in me Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. I'm going to give you rest because of the, because of the healing that I'm going to bring to you, because of the words that I'm going to tell you, because of the encouragement that you're going to receive from my spirit, because of the strength that I give you. That is where your rest is going to come from. You can continue to work You can continue to do all these good things. You can continue to spread my gospel, There's no real reason for you to stop. If you need a break, go ahead. Take your break. Rest some. But continue to do work. Continue to do good works because that's what I made you to do. Right. I am Lord of the Sabbath. I will give you rest. No matter what day that is. Absolutely. If you want to eat, eat. If you want to do good for someone do good for someone because at the end of the day the only thing that that's going to generate is two things and they both start with a g Mm. gratitude for god and glorification for him as well wow wow
1: wow that was good that's a word right there Mm. Mm, that'll preach Mm. man come on this is good this is good i
0: almost feel like we shouldn't keep going
1: we can stop we can stop there
0: but do we want to I don't want to. Should we keep going one more? We can go one more. Let's do one more passage for y'all. Let's do this one last passage. So this is cool, right? We've seen the Sabbath stuff, and we've seen his disciples following him and every single one of them. And this one passage has to tell us that there was a lot of people following him, yeah. and these are the ones that he decided to say, hey, you guys, I want you to go with me everywhere. That's right. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them 12 who he named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter and Andrew, his brother, and James and John and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, who who was called the zealot and Judas, the son of James and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Wow each and every single one of these men would go on to learn Jesus intimately. They would go on to see who he was as deity. They'd see his miracles. They hear word for word They'd be taught by him directly. And later on in this chapter, they're going to get some deep, serious teaching that we're going to get into as well. Absolutely. But each and every single one of these men started with these Sabbath conversations,
1: you know, uh, theologians, um, Theologians estimate that uh, Jesus probably had, one of those theologians is actually Sproul, um, and many others will estimate that Jesus following at this time before he elected his 12. Um, had about 78 different followers with him continually. Right. 78 different, 78 to 80 different individuals who was with him the entire time, seeing and experiencing all of this. And this is probably, we can estimate that, Um, This is how the gospel and how how Jesus's early ministry was able to spread so quickly Mm -hmm. throughout Judea and the region and Jerusalem and to, to, you know, and and going forth throughout Israel. Because Israel, you know, it's not a big country, but given the fact that they didn't have modern transportation like we have now, they didn't have modern technology that we have now. The word had to spread some way somehow, and you know, during miracles with twelve, you know, with twelve people around you, one at a time, it isn't gonna isn't going to uh, spread the word that quickly. Right. But if you think that he had eighty people and all, a lot of these people are going from place to place, telling every single person what they're seeing, right? It's gonna spread pretty quickly, and I think oh, it's very a very quickly. special thing, um, <laughs> and that he that he chose these twelve. Mm-hmm. But considering the apostles, and apostles, that word meaning sent ones, right. there's nothing inherently special about any one of them. Nothing. Nothing. There really isn't. These are just, I, I mean, I, I've racked my brain about this. Like, how did he choose his twelve? Why did he choose Simon? Why Levi? Why James? Hmm.
0: Why Bartholomew? Why Judas Iscariot knowing that he would betray him? I mean we know why. I mean we know why. But still Why? Give it to us. I, I
1: think it's because Jesus wanted to show that not even not even the betrayal of someone near and dear can stop the spread of the gospel Mm. and how often hasn't it happened where maybe you've been at a church for a very long time and you feel betrayed by someone there Mm. it can either be a fellow congregant maybe it's a leader Mm. maybe it's a pastor Mm. but at the end of the day regardless of what happened the spread of the gospel will continue regardless of betrayal. Mm. The Lord will deal with Judas in his own time. Mm-hmm. But the spread of the gospel will absolutely continue mm-hmm. regardless of the betrayal and the person who did it. Awesome. I think that's that's the way that I like to that's the way that I like to see it. That's the way that, um, every time I think about Judas, that's what comes to mind. There's a lot more to Judas. I mean, but he was a trusted member, right? He was the, uh, he was the the, the CPA for the group, (laughs) (laughs) but
0: can only trust CPA so much. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Aren't you a CPA? (laughs) No, I wish. (laughs) Jeez. But yeah, that's our uh, that's the start to chapter 6 right there. That's the start right there. That's a good start. And and by the way, I mean each and every single one of these disciples, every single one of these apostles went to die a very gruesome death. Oh yeah. They were mar- every single one of them except for was martyred, was martyred, except, except for Judas, he obviously. He martyred yeah. himself. <laughs> Hold oh. on. Bam. Wow. That's Ugh. dark. That came in handy. That's dark. <laughs> I don't know that that you can say that Judas martyred him. No, he didn't. didn't. No, he just killed himself. But I will say this. Unalived. Sorry. Okay, yeah. My bad, dude. Unalived. Okay, yeah. He unalived unalived himself. He unalived himself. Um, What I will say is that if you have the time, and I wish we had the time here now. Mm -hmm. Read. Read through the... Read the stories. Independent, like outside of script, like some, do some extra biblical research on each of these dis- each of these apostles. Mm-hmm. If you can, maybe maybe pick up Fox's book of martyrs. Oh, it's such a great book! Incredible read if you really want to be strengthened in your faith. Um, that's some great extra extra biblical reading right there. Uh, but every single one of these apostles, you know.
0: And here's something to think about with every one of these apostles. Yeah. Imagine the work that they. Imagine the work that they didn't get done if they would have stuck to the ceremony of the Sabbath. Wow. That's good. Imagine the work that they wouldn't have gotten done if they would have stuck to the ceremony of the Sabbath. Absolutely. And maybe and maybe and maybe Jesus looked at these 12 and said, you know what? They're the rebels. They're going to do this with me. They're going to keep working no matter what day it is. That's probably why he chose them. And I'll give them the rest for it. That's prob that's a, that's probably why he chose them. But we
1: will find that out when we meet the Lord.
0: I want to shake Peter's hand.
1: Me too. Me too. It'd be cool. I want to shake Paul's
0: hand. I want to I want to ask Peter why he waited for the third rooster crow. Like if like to- Jesus told you but was it, like, like, is it one of those things that, like, he subconsciously did it? Like, he subconsciously waited for the third crow? Like. Or maybe that, that was his cue. Or maybe that was his cue. Oh. Mm. That's a free will conversation for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Grace and peace. Peace. fighting for why i have to scream but now i have some clarity to show you what i mean